0: I'll admit, my inability to say no has reached a new extreme. The more I think about an issue, the more likely I am to just concede, apparently. I also agree to things irrationally quickly. Maybe I should stop these ill attempts at self-analyzing and just finally see a therapist. But no, it's time to finally own up to what my subconscious has no doubt been doing for months now. The ultimate acceptance that I, Emilia Travis, am irrevocably involved in supervillainy and have no desire to be otherwise. My positive answer to Reaper's request to move in with me makes sense, because it's just the next logical step. Because the alternative would have been to be deemed untrustworthy and quit this whole thing, something I can't do. Because of Martin? A little bit, but mostly because of me. And also a little bit because of Audrey. If Innie is doing something harmful, then I have to know. Audrey has to know. So, yeah. Reaper. The- and this is the last time I'll ever reiterate this because I'm actually hoping he'll provide me with a less cliche name to call him by any day now- The Reaper, anti-Innie anarchist extraordinaire, is rooming with me now. The words have, admittedly, lost some of their power now that I know the guy. Sure, he's still a bit of a creep, but he's just an ordinary guy who doesn't like the government. Ooh, such rarity. Oh, and he steals stuff occasionally. But really, his criminal repertoire is not that impressive if you don't consider all the innie hate. How is take two of living with a villain working for me so far? And hey, I'd say Martin didn't actually count as a villain, except it's not much different. I see Reaper less often than I saw Martin. He moved into my old room and I moved the rest of my stuff into Martin's workshop slash bedroom, which is arguably counterproductive in my journey to recover from his death. But it's honestly not that big of a change. I've basically already moved into Martin's room anyways. And sure, having Reaper in my room is weird, but I'm getting used to it. He's still kind of processing the news himself. He didn't know Martin all that closely, but it must still be strange for him. The other huge difference between living with Martin versus Reaper is that Reaper still insists on wearing his mask. I have no idea how he gets in and out of the apartment without drawing attention to himself, if he does quick changes or some shit, but he has stubbornly refused to take off the damn thing even after I swore on my sister's life not to rat him out. And because he never takes the damn mask off, he never seems all that at home here, but that's his business, I guess. So that's created some awkward silences and half-finished conversations. We don't really talk openly either. The distrust is there, and it's annoying more than anything. I did ask him about the weird dots he uses in texting, because, boy, at some point, it can no longer be ignored. Turns out that's just his indicator that he plans on answering the text as soon as possible, but, like, can't immediately instead of the incredible condescending passive-aggressiveness I kind of thought they indicated. That's on me, though. Apparently, Paratron always freaked out if he didn't answer right away. Kind of understandable paranoia if your friend might be arrested any moment, I guess. The one thing we can't talk about is the black serum. I lost my telekinesis a few days ago. Which was a relief as well as disappointing, but still a small victory because it lasted two days longer than Reaper's speed so I got that to feel smug about. Then again, my headaches are still popping up once in a while and Reaper's side effects ended when the speed disappeared. Luckily I'm pretty sure the two different experiences with side effects do have the same causation, so I can now focus on looking for it rather than despairing at the thought that it's completely individualistic. I tried a few tweaks and now Reaper's on his second batch of black serum and under the strictest house arrest I could put him under. He obviously refused to stay under my scientific gaze for the entire time, which is a shame because as long as he's a participant in a drug trial I can just tune out that he's Reaper, much to his annoyance. (laughs) Turns out the Reaper doesn't like being bossed around, who'd have guessed. But I did manage to get him to stop villainying for the time being. It's too risky. He might be better at outrunning the guards, but his muscles could lock up at the most inconvenient times. I have no idea where he goes when he leaves the apartment. He owns a motorcycle, because of course he owns a motorcycle. I guess I've gotten used to him showing up and leaving like a ghost. I'm feeling much better than last week, much less like a total failure, that's for sure. And I'm really looking forward to joining Audrey in London next week. I've actually never been to London. Audrey has to stay for a while longer, but she has a whole of free activities, so that's when I'll be coming by. I warned Reaper, since I've become very aware how dangerous it is not to inform criminals of your immediate plans for the future. He briefly accused me of fleeing his presence. I pretty much told him that, yes, I was. He was a hard person to be around for long stretches of time, which gave him a bit to think about. But that I'd definitely be back, because... And this is where I just gestured around myself, indicating the apartment, the workshop, everything that had, undeniably, become me. And then added that I didn't have much of a choice, heavily implying that I was blaming him because he was being way too pressuring and I know that if I let him command me around now, this relationship could never be salvaged. So I tried to stand up to him on a regular basis. Risky? I don't actually think so. Cocky? Yes. But I earned it. Phew, I am feeling so good, and so glad to get out of this hive of criminals for a bit next week. Speaking of... my... let's let's just say X, because honestly, what else is he at this point? I left him a very passively aggressive message that I had a new roommate, you know, because he insisted on me telling him everything, and I do not want to be the cause of an accidental confrontation between Reaper and Gordon. That is a clash of wills that Liverpool is not ready for. So, Gordon thinks I have a perfectly normie flatmate, and hopefully won't come a snoopin' when I'm gone. Even if he does, w- well, I'm not worried about Reaper. To my surprise, he responded, unhappy that I was leaving Liverpool without him, but not indicating that he'd do anything about it. I really hope this is a sign of defeat on his part. I'd be so relieved to finally be rid of another of my festering problems. But yeah, I'm in a good mood, and I don't want to dwell. Let's instead revisit some nostalgia, now that I finally have some breathing room again. In between getting a handle on superpower serums, ending my relationship, and figuring out what Innie's doing behind closed doors, it's time for... In Liverpool, heroes rule. Stargle makes the fanboys drool. Listen up, don't be a fool. Listen to the vigilante news. That's right, because I obviously wasn't tracking the hero news actively. Because who's got time for that? Heh. <laughs> But the reappearance of long-missing The Force made it all the way into regular news broadcasts. So I noticed. And I've got things on my mind. Because, here's the thing. The Force obviously wants to be a hero. He's not a bad guy, just a bit... overly enthusiastic, perhaps. And how he interfered in that grocery robbery? That kind of bravery is hard to find. I sure as hell wouldn't have helped. I would be cowering on the ground, offering up all my valuables. So why, instead of arresting him the second he gets into the hospital, doesn't Innie recruit him or something? Maybe I'm just thinking this way because I could give anyone superpowers once I fix up the side effects on the Black Serum and Innie only has the white one, and I'm guessing the Force doesn't have the necessary superpower gene. But the Force seems like he would be an eager ally of Innie. That said, maybe the problem is Force and not Innie. Maybe he's opposed to joining Innie like Reaper is despite obviously wanting superpowers. I don't know, just stuff that's been going through my mind. I hope the force recovers soon. They said on the news that the bullet didn't do a lot of damage. I also kind of hope he gets out of prison again. He did save that grocery clerk's life. And probably a few other people who were there too. That one weird guy that's in all grocery stores, he was definitely there. Anyway, I'm rambling, and I obviously have nothing more to say for this week, so... Again, for nostalgia's sake, you'll hear from me. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. Today you heard the voice of Esther Eisenberger as Amelia Travis. If you like and want to support this show, please rate and review it anywhere you can and spread the word among your friends. And remember, behind every mask is that weird guy who works at your local convenience store.